What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Icebox Pod. This is episode 81 here with Icy Ice Cards and 412 Sports Cards. Uh, we're going to start off the episode here a little bit different. As um, pre-show, we were talking that Robbie went to a coin shop recently and um, was kind of on the other side as far as like knowledge goes um, and experience goes. So I don't know. I think we're just going to talk a little bit about that, about that experience. Um, seemed, it seemed like it was a good time, though, even though the knowledge wasn't necessarily necessarily there. The knowledge is definitely not there. I, I know enough to be dangerous about some stuff, but not certainly about about everything. It was there. The, I realized quickly that like the world of the coins and like currency collecting I mean, it's it's like cards. It's like a whole nother card like universe. It's so, so complicated. And there's so much nuance. And to appreciate, you know, the differences in price of some of these coins. I was looking at coins in the case. I was thinking, you know, and they all they're not graded, but they're all they have different prices based on condition. I was thinking, you know, I don't know how you evaluate like, you know, what goes into the coin condition like. When we talk about cards, you know, centering matters, but like what stuff matters the most for coins? And I was thinking about all this stuff. I sold a little bit to the shop. You know, I felt like really the inexperienced buyer going to a card shop. As I was telling Matt before, it was kind of like a bizarro card experience for me. It was like I was the other side. I was the person who didn't know the market. I certainly didn't know the market. I only sort of knew what i was selling you know and i and i did not really know what i was buying the stuff i sold i knew a ballpark of what it like went for like if it was like 20 to 30 bucks or like something in there or like you know i i found myself in ebay on ebay looking up comps while i was while i was there uh you know at the counter selling it was and I was yeah. not prepared. I didn't feel like I was able to for some of the stuff. Well, not the stuff that I sold, but like other stuff in my box who that I didn't think we were able to get to a deal on. I didn't even know the right terms to search to look up that stuff. That was going to be my question was, were you even able to to comp stuff just based off not even knowing what to type in? Well, some of the stuff was easy if it was like a commemorative silver dollar. But sure. some of the but if you have like these current this paper currency, yeah. game over. I I the paper currency, there's no chance because it's too complicated and too nuanced. And I don't understand because it's not like it comes in a box and it says this is what is in here. It's like you have to understand what the key terms would be for this bill. I do not understand that. Yeah. Yeah, it's definitely different. It's it's weird. It kind of makes me want to try something where I like I'd be on the less knowledgeable side. It's very yeah. fun. And I like bought two cool like a $10 bill and a $20 bill from like that were a series of like 1929. And those were pretty cool, like $100, 100-year-old bills, you know. And it was really fun. I mean, I I felt like, you know, kind of like back at the card shop, like back when I was a kid, you know, like the kid in the candy store, you know, I was just... I've always enjoyed it and I was like super excited about it. And I saw these cool bills that I liked. I bought them and like, I don't know why, 
you know, I, I know I overpaid for them, but I have no idea what they're actually worth, nor do I really particularly care to look it up. And I don't know, there's something about not knowing why these aren't like super, super valuable or, you know, why they aren't as good as like the other stuff that made it like, I don't know, just very pure and fun. And it was a good time. Yeah, that makes sense because then you can just kind of enjoy it for what it is as opposed to enjoying it for the value. Yeah, you just completely enjoy it for what it is because you, yeah, all you know is you're like, wow, this is pretty cool. And that's all you know. Right. But yeah. Pretty awesome. I, I recommend to everyone to try to, if especially if you're listening to this as someone who's like really deep into cards. I still enjoy cards the most. Don't get me wrong. Like, definitely still enjoy that way more than, like, coins and bills. But, like, I enjoy that, but cards way more. But it's kind of fun and refreshing. Yeah. Explore something else. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I can I can definitely see that. That doesn't, uh, I don't know, that doesn't surprise me. I, I like doing stuff like that. Even, um, like, random pawn shops, even though I never buy anything. But it's just interesting to look. Yeah. It's very fun. Kind of wanted to kick it off with that kind of, I don't know, give that kind of the vibes of being on the other side of experience wise and how much fun it was. Yeah. Do you want to hop in here to the, I think, main part? The main segment, the promised list. Yes. And I will say, Matt, I have been selling. I have been selling well to, to, to move towards my goal. Uh, I think certainly one card on this list is in range, but other ones can be within range, like as of like right now. So, you know, it's pretty exciting. Yeah, that's cool. Do we want to start? Do we just want to go? Yeah. Each one rattle off our list or do we want to, you know, how we want to go? Yeah, let's go. Uh. Yeah, mine are not in any particular order, I don't think. Oh, they're Let's... not. Mine no. Are... Oh, mine are not in an order either. That's that's true. Mine are in no order. Okay, yeah, let's just you can rattle them off. Okay. So I've got I've got the 1952 Tops Jackie Robinson. I need to get one back. I need to get one with a deep red color. PSA 1 if it can be if, if it requires a PSA 2 to get what I want so be it uh that's number one well i guess they're they're not in order of hierarchy they're just in order on my list but the next one on my list is a 1953 tops mickey mantle as time passes it's one that stays on my mind uh a vintage card that i would really like to have yeah probably my favorite vintage mantle uh yeah, I mean, obviously the 52 is the 52, but I think the 53 is my favorite mantle. What kind of grade would you be shooting for? Well, the 53 mantle, we're probably, I, 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 obviously the one keeps the price down a lot. I On that, I don't think I want a one. I think I want at least a two. I feel like when you get to three, you take a huge leap in the quality. So ideally you get there, but we'll see. I think on the Jackie, I'd really like to be at a two. And on the Mantle, I'd really like to be at a three. 
but obviously that's very expensive. More than I, even with aggressive selling, could have the means to put together probably without tapping into some other more closely held stuff. I don't know. Who knows? But both of those are really nice. There's a lot of them, though. You know, that's something I would wait till I could buy probably in person and just get a good deal. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. There's a lot of these cards out there, especially that 53 Mantle. There's a lot of copies that sell. Yeah. It's just something I've always liked. I'm looking on eBay a little bit, and yeah, there's definitely no... uh... No shortage. Oh, no, there's no shortage at all. But that's on there. Then we move to a card I believe you have, Matt, is on my list. I think I would like to get a 2016 Eter- a Panini Eternal LeBron patch someday. Oh, yeah. I love that card. That, in my opinion, the design is not A+. However... The jersey swatch is pretty awesome. And I think I would like to get a LeBron patch. And that one seems like one for the the record books. So, yeah, that's a great card. I love that card. I think ideally a patch, but patch is expensive, obviously. But I I would really like, really like that. Next up is that buried treasure, Sidney Crosby. From the National Treasures, I shared that one on my Instagram for anyone who follows me and looked at my story. Uh, it's like a National Treasures from 2013 has a like silver Stanley Cup in it, like a it's like three dimensional, like it's in the card, and then it, uh, an auto on acetate. Yeah, extremely cool. nice looking card. One of the best looking cards I've ever seen. That one is probably very the hardest on this list to get by a substantial margin, considering there are only five of them. And they are yeah. closely held. Yeah, that's probably one where it's... If you PC Crosby, that's not one of the ones that you're like, yeah, I could let this one go. You definitely don't. They don't... I, they, I mean, you could go years upon years without one. And that's one that, like, the odds that it ever hits eBay are extremely low. Like, if it sells, it sells via personal relationships on Instagram. You know what I mean? Collector to collector, it sells. Yeah, those cards are tough. Yeah, that's going to be a hard one to find. And my last one is either a Flurry or Sidney Crosby Winter Classic style patch. Okay. That that is my list. I, I, I feel pretty good. So no football. Baseball, basketball, mm-hmm. hockey. No football made my list. I couldn't think of anything for football that did it for me. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Yeah, I only have one football. Yeah, so what's what do you uh, have? So my football one is a Brady. Um on card patch auto preferably out of like a flawless or like an nt um but just like a higher end product patch auto that's on card those flawless ones are nice but i assume they're extremely expensive yeah they're crazy expensive that one's probably 
That one's probably the only one on my list that's probably actually like out of my range. Mm-hmm. Um, then the other ones, the other ones I think are pretty obtainable. Um, it's just about finding them. Um, like a Clemente uh, cut auto. Yeah, that's a good one. Would love one of those. So the Clemente like, cut auto made your top five. What you would want for your PC? Yeah, I've wanted one of those for a while. That's awesome. Um, they just never pop up. And then this is probably my most interesting pick because I already actually have the card. But I want another Jackie uh, 48 Leaf. Interesting. Wow. That is a hot take that having two of them makes the PC or makes the PC top five list. Yeah, I I love that card. So I think another one would be in my top five. Um, and then this one is also another tough one, but a Babe Ruth uh cut auto. Yeah, you picky on the product. No, as long as it looks nice. Like yeah. I I wouldn't want like a leaf or something, but like but you'd be okay with like whether it was like transcendent or diamond icons or oh yeah all or those. triple threads or yep yeah any pretty much anything besides leaf i would take okay cool so yeah so like probably it would end up being a cheaper product obviously um and then lastly this is probably i think this is one that you probably wouldn't expect but i really want a Wilt Chamberlain um either cut auto or or just auto or like a crazy patch card. Wow, I don't know if I've ever seen Wilt Chamberlain patches. Yeah, they don't every once in a while they'll put them in like flawless, like some nice ones or maybe like national treasures or there is some older school exquisite ones. They exist in exquisite. Yep, and they're so expensive, but they're, I think they're pretty sweet. I would love to say, like you see Kareem patches in flawless, like a moderate amount. Oh, but yeah. you'd never see like Will. No, yeah. So that would be on my list. I think it'd be super cool to have something of Will. That is pretty awesome. Wow. He... So that was an interesting list from you, Matt. I did not expect. To hear two or slash three cut autos on your list. Yeah, the Clemente is probably the one where it's like the most realistic. Plus, I like want it the most. Kind of like that's really the card I'm that I want next. Yeah, that's the one you want next. One just ended on eBay. That one that you showed me. Oh, was that the one with like the bat barrel too? Oh, wait. Yeah, it was a cut and a bat barrel. Yeah. $16,000. Yeah. I think realistically, I think I could probably get a cut for like five to six thousand. I think so. Uh, you, there, there are, there are actually a, a healthy amount of Roberto Clemente cuts out there. Uh, I mean, all things considered, I mean, he has a good amount of cuts uh, floating around. 
but obviously he doesn't have the amount of overall signatures. It's not remotely close to something like Babe, Babe Ruth. I mean, just because he didn't have the lifetime to sign all these autographs. Right. Yeah. Like that's, that's why I partially I think it'd be cool to have one just because I mean, I don't know if that I've ever seen one in person, even at like the big shows that I go to. Yeah. I think they are probably decently closely held too by people. I'm sure. Yeah. I remember watching a YouTube breaker or I guess I wouldn't call him a YouTube breaker. I would just call him a YouTuber. Uh, who opened he used to open cases of triple threads uh for fun back like circa 2011 through 2014 yeah i think there's a few clemente cuts and triple threads what don't they put a lot of clemente cuts and or like most clemente cuts i feel like are in triple threads yes i i I think they are they there he used to be like a cut in it like almost every year if not every year yeah, I would love to track down one of those. That would this guy pulled a Clement. This guy used to open cases of triple threats. He'd open like three cases a year. Like on he'd open it like two or three boxes at a time on his YouTube channel. Just like for like every weekend he'd open like two or three and he'd record it. And he until he opened like three cases. And he pulled a Clemente cut one time. And I was like Whew. Yeah, that would be that would be so cool. That might be the card that I go hunting for at the national this year. Honestly, now that that's think- a good one to hunt for at the national. I, I think there's a chance that it's there. Yeah, I think so too. But in 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 my experience, at least cuts at shows are way overpriced. Yeah, I was gonna say anything that's like I I would not classify that as like a flipper card. It obviously, I think it's classified, even though it's at a high price point, as like a collector type card. Yeah. And the collector type stuff it shows is so, so expensive. Right. Yeah. So that might be a tough one to snag at like the national, but who knows? Maybe yeah. we'll, maybe we'll be able to. That's pretty cool stuff, though. I, I like the list. I thought it was interesting. I feel like this is a really telling exercise because it kind of shows what, when it all, like you spend some time, you spend some time thinking, you look at the PC and you're like, I enjoy this stuff, but like what other cards, what cards do I really want? It's good exercise, gets you looking at the PC and at least for me, I put a lot of stuff for sale. It's a tough balancing act between going hard after some of these bigger cards that you want and then losing some of the variety and like the smaller cards that you still really enjoy. And it's tough to see, you know, which ones is it worth keeping and which ones is it worth getting rid of? And I think I'm starting to realize how some people, some of these cards that are cheaper, I'm like, yeah, if I get rid of this, like I, I am not going to see this again. Like I'm not going to be able to get like these back just because they just don't sell anymore. And sometimes right. that has value. Yeah, I wonder I wonder what that says too that for me, at least personally, there was no ne- so I went I went to the past, right? For baseball and basketball. And like Jackie Clemente Ruth and then Wilt. There was never even a thought in my mind to go get a past football card. That never crossed my mind. 
there's like no vintage football that I really want. Oh, I, I have no, vintage football is not appealing to me at all. I think the only like cool thing that I would want that would be like older would be I would love to get like some like crazy rare 90s insert of Barry Sanders just because I'm a Lions fan. But that would be pretty much it. Like there's not really past football stuff that I would be super into. Mm -hmm. Which I've personally, I think I've always enjoyed the vintage baseball because it's kind of been my roots. But yeah, the vintage you did have an interesting selection though with a a vintage basketball player, even though it wasn't necessarily a vintage card you were looking for. None, they still there was still representation there. Yeah, have you ever had any interest in like vintage hockey, like getting a Gretzky rookie? Uh, I have had interest in Gretzky rookie. I feel like just at the price point, there's other stuff I would rather have. But uh, yeah, I I just think I would rather spend that money on other stuff. But I definitely have had the interest. Yeah, that's that's interesting, and it's always tough with those because there is so many out there. Where yeah, and you feel I mean, I don't know. You feel like you can get it any time, and right. much like the Jordan. Yes, it kind of matters, like copy to copy, the eye appeal matters. But I think the range you want to be in on that is probably the four, five, six type range. Sure. If if you're going to buy it, I, I have no idea what those go for. I could have been saying some obscene amounts of money. But like I, something about buying a three or below vintage baseball card it feels more like a personalized buy for your PC because you're really looking at the eye appeal so, so much. And you're looking through many, many ones or twos or threes and being like, yeah, this is the perfect one for my PC at this price. And the differences can be pretty dramatic in those low grades oh, between yeah. how it looks. It's not the same in that four five to six. The differences are not quite as dramatic, typical, like card to card. Right. But yeah, I I think I can get three of, I, I really, m- most of these are possible. Those winter classic style patches are extremely difficult to get though. Yeah, that's just a matter of waiting for one to. You have to wait. It, it I mean, it would probably be attainable. You, I mean, you just have to be patient. Right. Yeah. But yeah. So I feel like I've got good representation of the core things on mine. Patches, vintage, vintage, and auto in there too. Emphasis on the game that it was worn in with that LeBron patch. Really would like to see. I really enjoy that stuff. That you can trace it back to like specific games or seasons. Yeah, that's a cool card. That's a cool card for sure. But yeah, do you want to wrap it up here? Yeah. I mean, I think I'm good with that. We will keep it down to this this week. And yeah, if you guys have any questions or anything, always feel free to hit us up. But 
that was both of our top fives. Hopefully we got you thinking about yours. And I suppose with that, we will see you back here next week.